0: Hi, welcome to the Still No Plan podcast. I'm Jordan. <laughs> and I'm Autumn. I know it's so funny. I was literally just t- saying to you, I was like, we should always do say like, mm-hmm. welcome back and like say our names. And then we get start recording. And the first thing I do is not, not do that. <laughs> so <laughs> so we're okay. really following through with our goals here already. <laughs>
1: We're learning. We're growing. Wow. Today'll be fun. We're gonna do 73 questions, rapid fire answers. On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about life right now?
0: In this exact moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like like a six. I feel like I'm kind of in a waiting room, which you know people talk about this a lot. Like how your 20s kind of feel like you're waiting for things to happen. And it's I try to not have that mindset, but also just literally where I am with like work and like plans to maybe go back to school and like plans to sign up for yoga teacher training. Like I'm literally just waiting. I am waiting for these things to start. Like I, there's kind of like, I'm making little baby steps towards them, but um, there's not really that much I can do in this exact moment to get closer to them. And I'm also like waiting to move in with Sean in a year. And so I just feel like I am waiting for a lot of things, which I do think that is a toxic mindset. So that's something I'm trying to work on. But um, but yeah, I feel generally good, but not like overly mm-hmm. excited about anything.
1: <laughs> I would agree with six. That was actually the first time that popped mind, And then you said it. Um, And kind of for the same reasons, I feel like this year is going to be a year of next steps, but like the end of the year is going to be a bunch of next steps for me. So I'm in the same place. I'm trying to be really good about like, What can I do today to feel to like make today the best day that it can be Um, Mm -hmm. in like the limited, you know, just like being present, but like knowing that all I have is today. Like I all of those things that are coming are really exciting. But at the same time, I need to like do what I can to find joy now. So I've been trying to do that, but it's been tough. I am very excited for things to come. And so it does feel like a waiting game. Um, But I also I have some fun trips coming up. So maybe I'll say a seven. (laughs) <laughs> because I do have some fun trips coming up in the like near future, so I am very excited for those.
0: Yeah, I know I am like excited about the things that are coming up. So that's good. And I've been taught in therapy. I've actually been talking that it's kind of overwhelming to be excited about these things because I haven't felt excited about things since probably like high school when you're like, you're going to college and like big things are happening. and I kind of haven't really mm-hmm. felt that sense. And so I've been talking about how it is overwhelming in a way because the excitement about these very future things is like, it's so close to anxiety. It's like a tinge away. And so it's hard to decipher and feel my body. So maybe a six is under exaggerating, but I think it's also difficult for me because the excitement is like, ah, scary. And so it's not like a hundred percent good excitement, I guess, in a way. How would you describe yourself in a
1: hashtag? Oh my God. I I literally have these questions and like I should have an answer, but I truly don't. I'm going to say, I feel like any hashtag you say just sounds so choogy and lame. You know. Like, <laughs> so do people use hashtags? <laughs> like, seriously? Like hashtag. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go with like hashtag tired. I'm very tired today. <laughs> so I'll do that. I would say
0: uh, <laughs> hashtag sensitive. <laughs> 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 hashtag crying. <laughs> i like like that one all the time i am a very sensitive
1: person uh if you could do a love scene with anyone who would it be
0: what's his name i don't know his name actually but um he's the guy who plays the prince in the live action cinderella he's also one of the starks in game of thrones but he does funny
1: i'm is he rob yeah
0: i feel like he's just Mm. so hot and like he's really hot yeah i also like um What's his name? Finn. Is that his name from Hunger Games? But I only like him with his American accent. Mm. I don't like his British British accent.
1: Mm. Interesting. I feel like (laughs) British accent is like a a bonus. So it's kind of weird. But you could do an American love scene and he has a good American accent.
0: Yeah. Like I want him to be his character from Hunger Games (laughs) and and not who he really is as a person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's mine because I want... Damon from The Vampire Diaries, specifically mm. Damon though. I don't even mm-hmm. what's the actor's name. I don't know, but he's so hot and I don't I don't need him, but mm-hmm. I want like I want to be Elena and I want Damon mm-hmm. to be like obsessed with me. Mm. So that would be mine.
0: If your life was a musical, what would the marquee say?
1: Okay, so from my understanding, the marquee is like there's a the title and then like the subheader. So if if my life was like Jordan Granger, the subhead marquee would say, she's trying her best. and <laughs> I think that is a good analogy for like most things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: Um, yeah, I I would say mine is on a similar note. And like, yes, we just Googled what the marquee is. So we might be mm-hmm. wrong <laughs> what we think a marquee is. Uh, but yeah, I would say mine is like, just just keep swimming, like one foot at a time. <laughs> like we are holding on and pushing or persevering.
1: Okay, what's one thing people don't know about you? That's
0: tough because we talk about the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because we overshare. I
0: don't feel like I'm very much of a of a closed book in that way. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I think one thing maybe people don't know about me is that I feel like a deep sense of loneliness a lot of the time. And I always have my whole life. So we're getting dark. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might feel joyous. Just throwing I'm that out. <laughs> really
1: a pit of despair.
0: <laughs> a pit of despair. I just feel like, and I think maybe it's because like growing up, mostly like without siblings and my parents were so young, but I was kind of like alone a lot. So I don't think it's like mm-hmm. a bad thing, but I think part of me just feels a little bit like different from a lot of people. And I don't, I just feel kind of other compared to a lot of people. And it's, it doesn't make me feel sad. Most of the time, I think it's just like, I think it's also something that makes me, you know, more empathetic and sensitive and like a good, it makes me, it drives a lot of good traits that I have too, but um, but yeah, I think that's one underlying thing that I don't really talk about a lot. But that was my whole last therapy session, so I felt like, gotta share it now. Now you all know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that I've slightly worked through it, I need to uh-huh. tell everyone. Uh-huh. Um, I like that. And mine's kind of same. I I feel like I'm much more of an introverted human than people actually understand. Like I come off as such an extrovert, but I really do need uh like my own space a lot, like a lot of my own space. And on top of that, I have like very bad social anxiety, which is funny because I get so many comments from people being like, oh, you like I can like bring you anywhere and you'll like chat with everyone. And like, and I do. And I think that's something I pride myself in. I think it's because of how bad it's like survival tactic of like, oh, I just have to like put on this front and be good at this thing. Because otherwise, but like I have such bad social anxiety. So I, I was actually telling my coworker that the other day because we had like mental health a mental health campaign launching, and I was like, "Oh yeah, well, I have like really bad social anxiety," and they were like, "Oh, I would never guess because you like hop on calls and chat with everyone." Um, so yeah, kind of similar. <clears throat> I feel I really
0: relate to the social anxiety thing because it's like people wouldn't think that about me and you because we're easy to talk to and like keep conversations going like it's no problem. But I I think it's like a defense mechanism because I'm so. Mm-hmm so worried that the interaction will be awkward or weird or I'm like trying so hard to keep the train going that yeah that people would think like oh she's just like so fun easy going but in my brain I'm like what's the next question that I'm gonna ask and then that makes me like a worse listener and maybe even like like I'm not connecting with people because I'm just like berating them with
1: questions to
0: feel less like less anxious about whatever interaction so
1: that's why this, we were really good at recruitment because it's all fake.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> all you have to do is like be good at asking the right question. Or like blabbering. Like I'm also really good at just like if people ask me questions like about myself, just having this very long,
1: like elaborate story to like fill the mm-hmm. space. Like I can time. absolutely fill 15 minutes of silence. Easy. I don't even, the mm-hmm. and doesn't even just say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I will just go, which I have ones where like, Oh my God. I want to do an episode on recruitment at some point, but yes. um, I think that's also why you and I are such good friends because we can like lean into these things about ourselves and like hang out and not talk. And like we, it's very like, I can say like literally anything to you and I'll never have anxiety about it ever. Like I, I've never once thought back to something I've said to you and been like, was that the wrong thing to say? And I've probably said the wrong things, but like, it's Uh so easy. So I think that's why our friendship works. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. What's your wake up ritual?
0: Mm, okay so I have this Hatch alarm on my dresser which if you don't have this on your dresser Jordan it works a million times better because it's like right in your face you literally can't even escape mm. the light so I have my Hatch and I get up and I snooze it and then I snooze it once and then I go back to bed which is so stupid I don't want to snooze it at all and then I um after my first snooze I look at my aura ring app and I look at how good my sleep was and I am either happy or <laughs> sad based off what it says. And then I get up and it's different now that I've like moved back with my parents because now there's like also my brother's getting ready for school downstairs in the kitchen and I'm kind of like, oh, I like alone time in the morning. So I try to like time my morning based off of like where they're not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I haven't really settled into like a whole routine, but that's kind of my immediate routine is snooze once. look at my sleep score. And if I'm, if I didn't snooze too many times, do my daily stoic reading and journaling.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. cute. Um, Well, because we are the same, mine is the same, except I don't (laughs) snooze once because Kai's always awake. And so we wake up and I will say when Moose was here, which he's at training, I don't he's know. fine.
0: My brain was like, rest in peace, Moose.
1: Like, why I I like He's literally just at a training program. We pick him up in March, <laughs> but we have mandatory morning snugs. <laughs> so every morning we'll bring both the dogs in bed and then Kai, and we will just all snuggle to wake up. And it is the best part of the day because Moose sleeps in his kennel. And so I'm not allowed to snuggle him at night, which breaks my heart every single night. And so that's when I get to snuggle with him.
0: Yeah, if I'm at so Sean's, that, that, we do have family cuddle time in the morning. For yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, it's important. We always tell the dogs, "This is your tax. <laughs> These are your taxes." If I'm not at Sean's, he'll send me pictures of him and Buddy cuddling, and it's like very clear that Sean's like almost holding
1: him mm-hmm. down. Like, <laughs> like you like a it snug? Yeah, <laughs> um, amazing.
0: What is your
1: go to bed ritual? Well, I have been a tired girl. So I just like flop in bed and fall asleep. But if I'm like doing great, actually, no, I have been really good about reading every single night. And I'll even read like if I'm so tired, I have found that even just reading like a page before bed puts my brain into a sleepy state and I sleep better throughout the night. Where Because I usually watch shows at night. So I feel like it's a good way to like move from like TV to like sleep brain. Otherwise, I just am kind of restless and have like a bad night's sleep. So no matter what happens, I'll read. And because I, my tip for anyone that lives with their partner and is having a hard time reading because of lights, I got a Kindle. I freaking love it. And it's really nice because I can read at night without like shining light in my partner's face. And the new edition has like a super warm light so that it's not shining like blue light in your face at night. And the dim goes really dim. So it's just like however dim you can see with your eyes so the light doesn't bug me um Mm -hmm. Be honestly like reading is like my only consistent thing yeah
0: I would I do the same thing even if it's just one page I read just to keep the habit because I think Mm -hmm. both me and you we always talked about how we loved reading before college and maybe like early high school because then you start doing all this like crazy reading but um And it's something that it's can be hard to maintain like working full time. And like if you do things on the weekends or whatever, like it's hard to keep that habit up. But so I just try to even do one page because it also helps me put me in like a mindset where like it's time to go to bed because sometimes I think if I don't, maybe I have like a little bit of like anxiety creeping or just like a don't feel like
1: I've like closed the day for some reason. So one thing that's nice and like shout out Kindle especially if you have a Kindle is like, I bring my Kindle everywhere. And obviously you can bring a book, but I read fast. And so like, if I'm going somewhere for a while, I read through my books, but then like this weekend I was in LA and I had my Kindle. And like, even though I was in like a new place, new routine, like all of these things, it's just like the habit that I can maintain that will always, no matter where I am, like put my brain into like, Oh, we're going to sleep now mode, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. So yeah, that's my like number one consistent ritual. Um, okay what is your favorite time of day
0: mm, my favorite time of the day is sunrise or sunset I would love to be someone who wakes up and watches the sunrise in the morning I think if I didn't work full-time and I just like did whatever I wanted every day I would be on some routine where like I didn't wake up with an alarm clock and I did just wake up like with the sun um, but obviously we don't have the luxury of that
1: currently that's good I agree well i like like, I like morning or early morning hours. And I used to be like obsessed with, you know, the like nighttime, like show watching hours. I think that was always like when I felt so like happy, like no stress, but mm-hmm. I've switched. And now kind will like sometimes watch a show in the morning, depending on mm. how early we wake up. And I have found that it has helped me wake up to make my morning ritual, like really enjoyable. And so like watching a show in the morning it's not the first thing I do. Like usually I'll like read and then wake up, like not be on my phone, try and like get my coffee, whatever. But it helps me w- wake up way earlier. Cause I'm like, Oh, I get to have this like long morning with Kai and like do something enjoyable before the workday starts. Otherwise it's just like, you go, you wake up, you do your hot, ha- your habits or your routine, and mm-hmm. then you like start work. Um, So like the early, like six to 8am are like my, my favorite time. And if we like wake up earlier than then, when you were answering, just the tone of the way you said it reminded me of this interview where they asked, oh, I think it was, they asked Demi Lovato. They were like, Demi, like, what's your favorite dish? And she was like, probably a mug. Oh my God. <laughs> like, they um, were, like, meant like a cuisine. <laughs> She's like, it just like holds warm stuff and like has a cute handle. And they were like, no,
0: like your food dish. So <laughs> it's not wrong. A mug is probably my
1: favorite dish <laughs> also. <laughs>
0: wake up earlier and not not to like be that healthy person who like goes to the gym or whatever but like to have that time for yourself and make that time yeah. whenever you want and if that's the time that you want to spend vegging out and watching TV or scrolling on TikTok like whatever it is that you want to do it's so nice to have a full hour or two in the morning where you don't have any Obligation.
1: responsibilities
0: and like people mm-hmm. aren't really typically awake in that 5 or 6 a.m. hour so it's not like you're not going to have any external pressures on what you should be doing. And so Mm -hmm. if, if you want to wake up early and go on your phone, like more power to you, whatever, like spend that hour doing what you want. And then maybe you don't spend that hour on your phone after work and you just have that time to like decompress in whatever ways you'd like to then. But yeah, kind of in the way that we've worked to, to reframe food as like not good or bad, but like also reframing, like time that's not good or bad. Like it's not unproductive or productive. Like it's whatever you want to use your time. And so don't bully yourself for watching a show in the morning. Like
1: when it's it's like, otherwise you're just like, wake up on the clock. You know, it's like, you're, you're doing your routine. You're like getting whatever you need to get done. And then you start your day and like, start your work. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like if you take an hour, it's like, honestly, more enjoyable than like, Maybe instead of doing a morning workout, like be a slug in the morning and then like do an evening workout to like decompress after work. I just feel like, I mean, obviously do what works best for you, but morning, those morning hours, it's like, use them for enjoyable time. Like waking Mm -hmm. up at 5am doesn't have to be miserable, but if you wake up at 5am and you hate going to the gym and you go to the gym, like waking up at 5am is going to be miserable. So yeah, do what, do what motivates you to wake up.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, what is your dream country to visit?
1: Ooh, uh, I have so many, so many, like I literally want to go everywhere in the whole world. Next on my list is Norway because Kai's family is from Norway and I haven't been since we started dating. And like they're Mm -hmm. from this town Bergen that looks so beautiful. And I think it'd be really fun to like go to a European country with like people who grew up there and live there. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's one of them for sure
0: it used to be the UK because I was obsessed with like English history. So, but, but I went there, but I would love to like do the countryside and like stay in the castles and do Mm -hmm. more of the country of like Scotland, England, and Ireland, just because I feel like I kind of only spent maybe like two weeks total in those places and was just in kind of the main cities. So I would like to kind of do the countryside. Not only that, but like a France and just kind of see more rural. So hard for me to say country areas of those yeah. countries.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Like okay. I think that studying abroad is interesting because you go to these places for like three days and then you're like, gotta do that. I went there. Yeah. Like I did like yeah. the big things, but I'm like, oh, I didn't actually spend any time there. So
0: yeah. Um, like embrace the culture. We were like at the club in Spain. Like what were we doing in Spain? You know, we that, were, that is the culture. We were, we were out at the club until 8am and slept all day. <laughs> and then slept
1: all day. Didn't even leave our hotel. That was, Which I do not regret. I love
0: that for 19 year old me for sure. 20 yeah. year old me, whatever. But like 24 year old me wants to,
1: maybe wants explore. to do a
0: little, do a little more,
1: <laughs> maybe use some more brain cells. <laughs> Who do you want to write your obituary? Uh, thinking
0: about that too much gives me anxiety, but probably, like, Robert Greene. <laughs> I would love for him to write my obituary. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, I was going to say you, bitch. You anyone? It was just like,
1: who, if you could pick anyone? You know what? Fine. <clears throat> um, if I could pick anyone, no, I would still say you because... I feel like you actually know me more than anyone. Um, Sorry, Kai, I don't know if Kai Robert Green listen. could get the nuance. No, he doesn't. He doesn't Are you kidding me? Robert Green probably going to get the nuance of my personality down. But if you um, watched your whole life. But remember our sweet, all I can think of is our sweet speeches to each other. Know, we should read really those on the really podcast cute. at some point. Do you have yours still? I don't think I do, but that'd we be could, fun We could
0: rewrite them. <laughs> we mm-hmm. them. Yeah, those were cute. Um... Okay, well, who is your style icon?
1: Um, I feel like a little bit more colorful than this person, but I like the vibe is definitely there. Jenny Kane. She's like very like coastal farm vibe, um, mm-hmm. which is like my vibe. And she's just like very cool and trendy, and there's like a lot of neutral like wool things. So I'd say she's a really good example of, like, what I want my, like, when I go into, you know, when you go into a store and you're, like, this is my dream life. Mm -hmm. That's what her store is to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you?
0: That's tough. I think I like so many different styles. I don't really, I don't really like the idea of, like, pinballing myself into, like, one, like, Coastal Grandma. Because I like Coastal Grandma, but I also like Carrie Bradshaw. And I also like. Serena der Woodson and, like, I would do all of it depending on mm-hmm. the time, and if I haven't had unlimited money in my closet, it would be very diverse. Um, so, yeah, I would say probably, even though it's
1: 2008, Serena Vanderwood love her. Honestly, fucking slay. Love her. Yeah,
0: Serena Vanderwoodson.
1: She's, like, a life icon.
0: Yes. Um, Also, Blake Lively. Um, yeah. Just in general, I love her, but... Yeah, I don't really like get a lot of fashion style inspo from specific someone specific I kind of just like like fun colors and like statement things I just
1: mm-hmm. don't
0: have unlimited money to execute everything the way that I would like to execute so
1: yeah one day agreed one day mm-hmm. what are three things you can't live without <laughs> Like, are we getting like
0: super literal or just like my f- three favorite things? I don't know. This is hard.
1: Do three favorite things. Like you don't need to say like Sean. Gets no, I'm I
0: wasn't thinking on. that but I, <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> but I'm, without him. I'm not like attached to I'm not very attached to a lot of
1: things in that way. Do you want me to go and then you can take inspo?
0: Yeah, because I'm like, if someone took everything from me in this room,
1: I would be fine. <laughs> She's literally <laughs> looking around her room for inspiration. Okay, obviously I could live without these things, but like my hatch alarm clock. Okay. My that's Kindle. <laughs> yeah, this is how we're going. My hatch alarm clock, my Kindle, and I mean, I'm a huge fan of my aura Ring, but that's like brand new, but now I'm like obsessed with it. So I'd maybe say that or like try to think of like Things that I use every single day, probably like my Keurig. Like, mm. I'm sorry, but I, I maybe wouldn't be a good person without my Keurig.
0: I know that how sound, that sounds like so chuggy, but yeah, coffee. Like I really do love that. that in the first, morning.
1: I know. Coffee. I don't like saying that.
0: Like, okay, well, we're gonna we're being honest here, honesty hour. Sometimes we're all a little chuggy, and yeah, and it's okay. It doesn't make you're not a chugster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honesty power. it's okay if you like coffee um so yeah <laughs> I, I would say coffee and um yes books but i would like unlimited books so i guess the kindle would be good because you're just always going to be entertained if you have a book like you're never going to be bored and i would also love to have like a dance studio or an ice rink maybe like, those are three things. My ice skating or dance is a thing. So one of those hobbies and then reading and um, coffee are probably my three favorite things or three things you can't live without.
1: I like it. Okay. What's one ingredient you put in everything? Again, I don't know.
0: Um, salt. I salt everything. People that are like, <laughs> no, People that are like, Doesn't everyone salt everything? (laughs) No, but some people are like, salt's unhealthy. I'm like, salt's unhealthy if we're talking about top ramen or the way that they salt and butter things at restaurants. The way that you use salt at home is so minimal compared to those places. So like, let's stop demonizing salt. Let's use a mineral salt, like Celtic sea salt or pink Himalayan salt. It's like actually good for you. So salt. And I also use vanilla all the time. Like in my coffee, I use vanilla. Mm. Like if I'm baking anything, I just those are probably my two favorite f- flavor profiles: vanilla or salt.
1: <laughs> Those are good ones. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with lemon because I put that in almost everything. Like I'll put it in my tea. I put it in like every soup I make. I put it on my proteins. I like like mm-hmm. lemon. Kind. I go through a Costco bag of lemons a week. Like we are we are lemon fans. So mm-hmm.
0: I'll go with lemons. Okay, that's a good one. What three people, living or dead, would you like to make dinner for?
1: Um, well, honestly, I love making dinner for Kai because he just, like, (laughs) loves food. And so, like, no matter what I make, he's, like, so delighted in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, is this, like, we'd like to have dinner with them? Like, conversation topics or, like, literally, like, serve them a meal?
0: I think it's serve and have dinner. Like you would like to invite them over for a
1: dinner party. But I but I think I feel like Gordon Ramsay would be funny, just like shit on your meal. (laughs) Like maybe. Oh, and then maybe like Guy Fury.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds like first of all, you have social anxiety. I can't imagine the cooking anxiety you
1: would have cooking for those people. I don't think I would. But also it's like, okay, like Kyle like it. So there's one person on my side. Guy might like it or might not. Gordon's gonna shit on me, but like two out of three is pretty good. Yeah. I had to, my mom
0: got COVID. And so she was like, I'm not, I'm not feeling well tonight. Will you make dinner for everyone? And I was like, I'm not prepared. Like I cook for myself all (laughs) the time. I've never had to cook for a family and three like pubescent boys. I was like, Oh my God, they're going to rip me to shreds. Like I'm terrified. But they all loved my soup. They were like, wow, this is like really good. And I was like, I one thing I know how to make is a soup. I'm soup. really good at making a soup. soup. Girly. So um so I would if I invited people, these people over for dinner, I'd make them soup. And I would love to have a dinner with, I'm thinking of more like have dinner with and like talk to instead of cook for necessarily. Would love to have dinner with Blake Lively because I'm weirdly mm-hmm. obsessed with her. Um Barack Obama because I feel like he's like cool and the president and I would wonder what kind of like beans I could get him to spill not the current president but a president um I'm not that out of touch with the news <laughs> <laughs> I would like just in denial <laughs> yeah I wonder I want to know what information I get from him I wonder I think he could also calm my anxiety because I didn't text you this but I was at the gym yesterday and the news was literally like tensions of China and Russia and the US escalate North Korea firing ballistic missiles. And I was like, I literally can't do this. Like if, and then they just, they do that for 10 minutes and they switch over to like puppy adoption event in San Diego. I'm like, how, how do we go from like maybe World War III to like puppies? And so I think maybe talking to someone who is obviously like very high up in, in the power scale and, and knows how things works, maybe it would make me feel better about World events happening. Um,
1: third person. Okay, well, I'm surprised you haven't said Taylor Swift. I was going like to say Lively, Taylor I Swift. <laughs> I was okay. thinking
0: that, but then I was like, is that too annoying to have like Blake Lively and Taylor no. Swift? And then I'm like, I was thinking of the dynamics of me and Barack Obama and Taylor Swift and Blake Lively. I was thinking it made it a little <laughs> weird. I don't know.
1: Well, I, I was thinking you were maybe going to go when you said Blake Lively, I just thought you were going to go Taylor Swift, Ryan Reynolds. Mm. which would be maybe another one of my groups. Yes. But I like that you replaced round for Obama. I like the switch up on that. So, it's still a fun dinner party in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um okay, what is your biggest fear in life? I have a lot. <laughs> but I think they're all centered
0: around dying. So, yeah. And it's it's obnoxious. It's hard to work through in therapy because my therapist is like, yeah, like it's
1: going to happen. Like that's how you work through it.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> she's like both my therapists that I've worked with for a long time. I've said this, like, you know, this is not something that I normally work with, with like 20 something year olds. But like, mm-hmm. if we're wanting to accept death, <laughs> then we can, mm-hmm. we can work towards that. But, um, so yeah, something I'm working on in therapy, but like, it is tough because it's like, yeah, it's a valid fear it's going to happen that's like the only thing you can really Does, guarantee are
1: you afraid of like dying peacefully in your sleep at an old age surrounded by loved ones like is like being gone the fear or yeah. is it like the act of dying
0: yeah i think it's like being gone
1: and like not knowing so even like being old and dying around like that still scares you
0: It might not scare me at when I'm, if I've lived a full life, like, and I feel like, you know, I've done what I could do here. And so I think we talk about that in my therapy is like, maybe some of this is linked to the fact that I like feel like I'm not taking action in the ways that I want to in certain areas of my life. And so maybe Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like, ah, I'm not making the most of my life. Like I need to like, that is making me scared of dying because I haven't done what I wanted to do. So maybe it will like kind of fade as I get older, but that's kind of the main reason why I've like started to get trying to get more into meditation and yoga specifically in a way to be spiritual so that I can, I think that's the only way people really cope with like the concept of death is like accepting Mm -hmm. what's next based off like spirituality or like whatever it is for them. I think a lot of people use some sort of higher being to connect to to like make sense of that so that's what I'm working on getting towards
1: but you know I like it Mm -hmm. um I would say mine is like being alone that's what I work on in therapy Mm. I just like I'm so afraid I'm gonna be like alone forever
0: you do talk about that a lot like like what if Kylie's me for an 18 year old I'm like why do we Mm -hmm. have that fear because that's like something
1: that I don't get scared about it's all about being alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So similar common fears, again, Mm -hmm. therapy is helping, has (laughs) helped, but that's like the the crux of all of my anxiety. Um, Like my social anxiety.
0: Are you a window or an aisle seat person?
1: So I wasn't an aisle, a window seat person like always, but I've recently made the switch to an aisle seat person and I think I prefer aisle seats. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have, the, I stand up, I'm like, I'm going to go pee like six times and like walk around and get my steps in. Like, otherwise you're like stuck inside. You have to be, face my social anxiety and ask someone to move, which I won't. And so I'd rather like- Hold your pee and get like a UTI. Like be miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the aisle seat gives me the freedom I need. So I'm an aisle seat girl. Like, what about you?
0: Yeah, I used to be a window seat person back when I wasn't scared of flying and like liked to watch all of it. And it's not even linked to my fear that I've changed to an aisle seat person, but yeah, I I don't like having to talk to the people next to me and inter like if I don't have to, you know. And it's even just Mm -hmm. like even if it's someone, you know, even if it's Sean or Kai or you, it's always it just feels annoying to be like, I need to get up, you need to get up, you know? Yeah. And also I like since I'm tall, and I'm not flying first class. I like the extra leg room in the aisle because you can like kind of stick your feet Angle out, your
1: legs. Angle.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that me too. Makes sense.
1: What is your current TV obsession?
0: Um, I recently am about to finish Ginny in Georgia, which is cute. really good and cute, and I mean it's cute, but it's also like murder. <laughs> so <laughs> it's also dark, but um. Yeah, I just love first of all in a way it's relatable like being raised by a young mom who like doesn't take mm-hmm. shit and like does things her own way. Except my mom isn't a murderer and there <laughs> are differences for sure, but I really like the way that they portray mental health on the show. I don't think that they glorify it and I don't and they don't like romanticize it, but the way these actors, I don't know, I just feel like the acting and the writing is really good because it just feels very like well done when they're talking about you know body issues or depression or whatever it just feels very like that
1: that does capture like what i feel i heard heard that about that mm-hmm. like I've, that's some of the like positive feedback that i've heard about that series i actually haven't watched it but i've heard it's great um i'm currently binge watching game of thrones with kai and then the other one is the last of us which you have to watch it's so fucking good I'm an episode behind. I'm not going to say any spoilers. Um, but holy shit, it's so good. No, my boss told me I had to
0: watch it. She was like, maybe don't watch the first one by yourself because I was kind of scared. It's fucking
1: scary. But the she's first like, one absolutely Yeah, scary. she was
0: like, I'm three episodes in and I've been ugly crying
1: in every episode. And I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> but it's okay, so, so I'll start good. that. I'll start that tonight.
1: How about that? Yeah, it's incredible. comes out Sundays. So, yeah, definitely everyone, The Last of Us on HBO. Incredible. What's your favorite app? Uh, I spend the most time on TikTok, but I kind of have started to hate TikTok. And I used to be like, I like TikTok more than Instagram because it does all these good things. But now I'm like, no, it doesn't. It just fucking pushes more specific, better catered content towards my insecurities. So
0: Hmm.
1: I'm like, damn, you just know me too well. Mm -hmm. So I... TikTok is a little bit too much of a K hole for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a good analogy. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs>
0: I've never heard someone use that in that way, but I
1: love it. Okay, I f- I felt right for that. It does right? feel
0: right. It is a K hole because it's like. It's almost it's doom scrolling in the worst way. Like they have, mm-hmm. they know my insecurities. They push out so much like doomsday and prepper stuff. I'm like, I don't want to be a prepper. Like that's hilarious. showing me how to like can and pickle all of my food so I can eat. Like I don't want to do that. <laughs> and yeah, um, right. Yeah, it's scary. And then also it's like I'm getting pushed out a lot of like human trafficking stuff. And I'm like, ah, like I don't like this stuff. I want. I came on here for like some silly little jokes and now i just it's like really like vine
1: energy and now it's like yeah. oh this is like the news
0: have you oh my god yeah it's not even news too have you seen um those tiktoks where they're like kind of trying to like expose doom scrolling in a way where it will like someone will be like oh how is that video up there and the one next and you're gonna scroll past it how's your scrolling been going and i'm like shit it's like makes no, you realize seen. how much you scroll and um, so I think my answer to favorite app is I don't have one, and I hate apps, and I hate. Okay, iPhone. wait. My favorite. App I was going to say is or maps because honestly, I'm so happy we don't have to use maps or mm-hmm. Map Quest and print out the directions. So I think the phone is most useful for maps, calling people, and Opal is my probably my favorite app that I've downloaded on my phone.
1: Uh yeah, I was going to say Aura. Oh, that's a that's a fun one. Yes. So, agreed. But fuck social media. Fuck games. Fuck all the things that make you addicted <laughs> to your phone.
0: <laughs> fuck phone. Burn it all. We're getting flip phones pretty soon. I'm telling you. As soon as I don't have to post on social media for anything about this podcast, which we're not even like amazing at anyway, but as soon as no. I we don't have to do that anymore, I l- will not have this phone.
1: Yeah. Hold She's me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I will think razors are back in
0: what is your secret talent
1: I don't have any um oh I can because I'm double jointed I can touch my elbows together behind my back mm. <laughs> I don't know if that counts like you know when annoying middle school boys are like you can I mean, you can't touch your elbows together behind your back
0: like, my yeah. like
1: flex was I was like yeah I can and I can like break my shoulder and touch my elbows together behind my back
0: but I thought it was you can't do them in front because then you're like squeezing your
1: boobs together like that was the it's both Okay, because you're pushing. At least my school had both. Oh,
0: (laughs) I didn't talk to people, so I don't know. (laughs) Um, secret talent. I, if you didn't know, I'm very talented. I can one touch my tongue. I'm a triple threat. I can touch my tongue (laughs) to my nose. Oh, I can do that too. I am a triple threat. I can sing. I can dance. I can act. And I can ice skate. I'm a quadruple.
1: Yeah, I'd say you're ice skating, yeah, but it's not very secret. No, it's you not You talk secret. about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's why I said touching my tongue to my nose is a secret town because I don't talk about that's that. A good one. That's a good one. What's the most adventurous thing you've done in your life? Um,
0: I snuck into a music festival. and mm, I feel That's like a good story. That's the most adventurous thing that I've probably done. Like I'm very risk averse. So (laughs) So we snuck in to see Rufus to soul. What's it called? It's like a big, it's getting a lot, getting a lot of
1: traction now. It's, um, something in a bottle, right? Oh, lightning
0: in a bottle. Yeah. So this was like 2017 or 2018 maybe. Yeah. Rufus was playing. He was like new, they were newer back then. And, um, yeah, we snuck in, and it was so easy to sneak in. And we got caught on the way out because we didn't have wristbands on and our car got towed. Cause we parked we didn't have anywhere to park because we weren't camping there. Like everyone is camping there. No one really leaves the festival. <laughs> and mm. um, so on the way out, they were like, Hey, where are your wristbands? And we were like, Oh, we cut them off. Like, we're not coming back. So it's our last night. And they were like, No, you're lying. You don't have tickets. Like, and um, it was scary because I was with my friend who was currently living in the u.s off of like a student visa and so like if if they, they were threatening to call the cops and if they did we would have you know, she might have gotten like deported and gotten her visa revoked and like gotten kicked out of school and they also threatened to ban us from like all insomniac events which is also like coachella and at the time that was a big deal to me so it was very scary but all in all we got our car back We had to sit outside from like 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. for them to get the car back to us. And it was freezing, but it was fun and adventurous. So that was a good
1: adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, Just so you know, Coachella is not insomniac, I don't think. Other ones, other raves are. Just but so you just know, you stupid bitch. You could have gone hey, well, to maybe, Coachella.
0: Maybe, maybe I'm saying the wrong owner then because they were the owner of Coachella because we were all like, this is mm. a big deal. Like, fuck, we don't want to get, we want to go to Coachella. <laughs> so I don't know, whichever <laughs> one owns Coachella. More
1: important than the deportation. <laughs> yeah. I got to go to Coachella.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was like an afterthought, the deportation.
1: <laughs> well, also, wasn't that... You didn't end up going to Coachella again after that, right? Because mm-hmm. then we went abroad. And then wasn't that after your second Coachella? So, or was it before? I
0: think it was that, might have been after just our first one. I think it was maybe like sophomore. Mm-hmm. It was like this summer between freshman year and sophomore year. So I think it actually was, I was still very interested and in very, very much a Coachella prospectee, prospective <laughs> Coachella
1: goer. <laughs> attendee um i feel like i don't know i mean there's like different definitions of adventurous but growing up in hawaii i like did a lot of adventurous shit um something i've done recently is when i went to tulum we went into the like caves underground which Mm -hmm. was really cool and i'm like afraid of the dark and also get a little bit claustrophobic and so that felt very brave for me Mm -hmm. um but it was and i mean it was like the coolest experience ever and there was bats back there and I freaking love bats. And so I'd say that that was like so the most recent thing that I've been like, oh, I have to like conquer a fear to do this thing. It was mm-hmm. probably like the caves in Mexico. That's like the TikTok where she's like, I freaking love bats. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> me. I love, if I was like cooler, I would have a bat tattoo, but I'm not edgy enough to wrap mm-hmm. a bat tattoo. But like, I do fucking love bats.
0: How do you define yourself in three words? Ooh,
1: I wish that I asked so that I could go second.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I would say. I can go first if you want. I think we already had our hashtag, which I said sensitive, but I would still say sensitive. I would also follow up with um, loyal
1: Hmm.
0: and maybe third, I would say kind. Is that a oh, I thought you were going I thought you made a face like kind's a bad one, but I'm like I feel like I I truly like try to be very kind and like all the time. So I felt like that was a a good one. People always say like nice is not a good word to describe people, like oh, they were nice, which I I I do agree with, but kind has a deeper connotation well, yeah. for me,
1: deeper meaning for me. So nice is just like I could talk to them. Oh, they were nice. Kind is like you go out of your way to like be a good person to other people. I would agree with all of those for you. I think sensitive is one for me as well. Uh, I'm gonna say again, I'm just really tired right now. But like I hate that that's one of them. But I feel like I am tired a lot.
0: Like I I'm feel so like I'm you need to look at your hormones. Tired, I feel like you're I know. too tired. I
1: think so too. I don't think this should
0: be like anyone's number one descriptive <laughs> like word. <top> three descriptive <laughs> like, words. You've used it multiple times today. And I don't know if that's. I, true. I think
1: you I'm also really tired trip. from a trip, but I do. I think I do. Like I was thinking about that the other day. Like I am really truly tired every single day of my life. Even if I mean I have the aura now, and the aura told me I'm getting great sleep. So mm-hmm. like something else is going on. Um, I'm gonna say loving. Like I'm a lover for sure uh and sensitive loving and I'll say I'll say adventurous I feel like I am a like a yes woman and I do things Mm -hmm. right yeah I feel
0: like you used to be way more of a yes woman and and that's true now I'm kind of a no woman yeah I think you've learned to say no better so maybe (laughs) you're a no woman more now than you used to be but but you you still are up for a good time it just it's maybe like not willing to like, different. it's not life threatening anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, diff- it's a different kind of yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think those are all good words for you too, but I, I do really think you should go to the doctor and get some hormone work done because <laughs> I, I used to also feel tired every day and I think I've, I don't feel that way anymore. So, um, what's your favorite piece of clothing that you own?
1: A single piece of clothing. Um, I really love – I got, like, a nice wool, like, like those, like, long wool dad jacket vibe mm, coats, mm-hmm. and normally they don't look good on me, and I was like, I need to have one for Seattle, and it's, like, a really pretty, like, dusty blue color, and I got it tailored so it, like, fits me mm. perfectly, and I wear it almost every single day in Seattle, so I think that's one. I'm also really happy that Uggs are back in style, and I freaking <laughs> love my little micro Uggs. Um, I think – letting uggs go out of style was really stupid as a society because they're like fucking house slippers that we can wear everywhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm very happy those are back so i'd say those are kind of my my two what about you
0: um if we're talking like cute clothes the for love and lemons dress that you guys got me for my birthday a few years ago is like my favorite cute dress it just makes me feel like princess farm girl and i just love it And Mm -hmm. then if we're talking, like, comfy clothes, like, my Lulu Aligns are, like, the comfiest leggings ever. And I also got these, like, comfy pants from Target. They're so, so comfy. comfy. So, (laughs) uh, and they're $20. And I'm about to get them in every color because they're just, I love where they're, like, not too hot, not too cold. They're amazing. What's a
1: superpower you would want?
0: Um... You gave me the inspo for this one a while ago. Talking to animals which is a cute one, but I'm not I'm not going to steal it. I'm going to let you
1: spoil spoiled. <laughs> we could both have it. That we could be like cute little Disney princess superheroes. No, but I Honestly,
0: like we, we couldn't do much. No, we could do much. My superpower. I, do a lot. I would want to be a healer. Like an like a, uh, mm. I can just heal anything and I would heal my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> That was the
1: saddest thing you've ever said. <laughs> but also, we're so cute. I would totally watch a Disney movie about us. Um, <laughs> What is inspiring you in life right now? Mm,
0: is this like, just like people or like what's driving me to like do well?
1: Oh, I feel like it's like people or like something around you like it gives you inspiration. Um, inspiring to me.
0: I, I don't know. I feel like I'm really resonating with people like Ryan Holiday and like Ed Milette lately, kind of the people that are like, stop playing victim, like get shit done. If you want to get shit done, like you're in control of your own life. And I think maybe it's because for so long, I like played victim or like said, why are these things happening to me? And so I'm very much like this year was, we're not doing that anymore. So, um, so yeah, anyone in my life that's like doing that, like Sean's doing that, I feel like my parents have always been like that.
1: So, so yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm like looking at the books next <laughs> to me and all the books that I have are also Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good one. Yeah. I feel like, agreed like anyone that's just like doing like a break or like rana is inspiring me because like she like left if you haven't listened to her episode go listen to all of them but like she like left microsoft and like followed her passion and i think seeing people who are like no way i don't have to just do this thing because Mm -hmm. like i'm doing it i think that's very inspiring um because it, yeah, it just, it's easy to be like, well, this is so easy. I'm so comfortable. Why would I change anything? Yeah. I'm going to adjust. And I love seeing people who are like, I, I take a risk.
0: Yeah. I'm going to adjust mine to say anyone who's like showing me that you don't need to work like nine to five. Like you can do your own thing.
1: My boss, You don't need to work.
0: Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> not that you don't need to work, but like you can make a living and support yourself comfortably without the security or comfort of a nine to five, like you don't need that. Like mm-hmm. seeing people like my dance instructor or my ice skating instructor who like they knew that's what their passion was and they've always followed it. And like they are happy and they travel and they do things and they like support themselves. And that's totally a way that that's an option for me.
1: Yeah. I like it.
0: Best piece of advice you've received.
1: Um, from my dad how do you move a big pile of rocks one rock at a time? Mm. I literally say that like all the time. And I also learned that there's this like term in ADHD counseling. I think it's called like the pile of despair. And it's like essentially when you have ADHD and it's like pretty common for a lot of people, but I think a lot of people have forms of ADHD, but like you are less likely to start doing your tasks, the more tasks you have. Like if you have a lot on your plate, you're less likely to start tackling them because mm-hmm. you're so overwhelmed just looking at the the plate of like shit you have to do. And I have a lot going on at work right now, which is really fun because I'm like owning and leading all these really cool projects, but it's like very fucking overwhelming for my brain to manage. And so honestly, every single day of my life, I like wake up and I like start getting anxious about work and I'm like, how do I move a big pile of rocks one rock at a time? Like just take one task off my to-do list. So for me, that's something that like keeps me going and it's a cute saying that my dad used to tell me all the time when I was little. So Mm -hmm. make me think of him. I
0: like that one. I I like had it and then I just forgot it. Best piece of advice you received. Um, I think honestly, when we were talking with Jackie about like her OCD treatment and talking about like living a values-based life and like adhering to that and also on the same note kind of like if you've um is it the war of art that book by Stephen Pressfield where he talks about like resistance and like leaning into resistance I think they're kind of like on the same thread for me it's like leaning into the things that scare me because they lead to like me living a life that's in line with my values and um it's always I think it's always forced me to not slip in deeper into anxiety because I don't let it control me. Like, even though I feel it a lot, I don't really like change my actions necessarily because of it and just doing things scared, which I think is better than not doing them at all. And
1: um, so, I yeah, um I, I feel like the things that scare you are things you have to do. So it's like, or like you want to do because mm-hmm. there's things that are scary that don't scare you. Yeah. Because you don't have to do them or face them or like approach them. Uh-huh. And so when something is scaring you, it's probably because like deep down, you know, you have to like do something. Yes. Towards it. Like, like you're never going to enlist in the army, but like that would probably be a really scary job for you. But like the thought of enlisting in the army doesn't scare you because you I don't, don't have, have to, to fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the things that you like actually are getting scared of, it's like a sign like, oh, that's like kind of on the right path. And it scares me that I have to do that to stay on the right path. But like I do. It's kind of a good it's a good sign that you're like in alignment
0: yes that's that's what i've been telling myself too i know i'm like i've been talking with my <laughs> therapist about how scared i am to give birth and she's like what <laughs> we're not there yet and i'm like yeah but i know i want to be there someday and that scares the shit out of me um what's one book that you think everyone should read
1: um i'm gonna go with the untethered soul but also i'm gonna say for all of our listeners Oh, I'm going to say three. Mm. Sorry. Okay. Untethered Soul. <laughs> All of our listeners, I'm guessing, would also love a core of Florence and Roses series. <laughs> so start that if you have not. And then third, Marry Him. Mm. For, for literally everyone. People mm-hmm. in relationships. People that are dating. People that are single. Like, fucking read Marry Him. It's such an interesting conversation around how we approach dating culture. And I think it's very important for anyone our age to read. So those are my three.
0: I need to add that one to my list. Um I would say Mastery by Robert Green, just because I feel mm-hmm. like it's really helped me one accept where I am in my career or purpose. And two, like redefine that vision and get clear on that vision and accept that no one's path to their purpose is like linear. And um, so I think if you're like wanting to know what you should spend your life doing or how you should spend your life and what drives you, that's a really, it helps help me have a lot of clarity. And then mm-hmm. uh, I'm also really loving the daily stoic. Like it has just been so grounding and the, like a very yeah. good way to start the day. And just, it frames things. It's so simple and to the point, but it's like, these are all, things that you should should be reminding yourself of every day. And it's helped me like not let go and like get angry for no reason. Or like just, it's helped me. We talk about this, how like you only have so many fucks to give in a day and it's helped me allocate mm-hmm. my
1: fucks better. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Everyone should read that. Um, okay, what would you like to be remembered for? I think I just-
0: I would like to, in some way, have helped the people that I've been in contact with. So I would like to just be known for being kind and leaving some sort of impact that made my space or my community a little bit better than it was before. And um, I wouldn't say that I've achieved that fully yet, but like that's something that I'm constantly thinking about and working towards.
1: Yeah, I feel like I don't need to be, like, in history books, but I would love for, like, the people who know me to be, like, oh, she, like, took a full advantage of her life and, like, lived a beautiful life. Mm -hmm. Like, I think just knowing, like, oh, like, I don't know, like, at some point I'd love to, like, do my own thing. Like, whatever that is, I hope it's, like, inspiring to other people to be, like, oh, I could do my own thing. Or, like, the life I'm living is, like, an inspiring life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, similar. Like I, I would just the people that know me to be like, oh, she lived a good, inspiring life.
0: Yeah. How do you define beauty?
1: Um obviously that's so nuanced. I think it's very hard to like define beauty. But I think I think something that makes someone ugly right away is like comparison and like I think I would define beauty. Like the people I think are so beautiful are like confident. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like pretty common all around. Like someone can be 10 out of 10 stunning babe, so hot, but like she's a bitch that's ripping on all the girls around her. Like that's not beautiful to me. Not even like a beauty on the inside, but it's just like, wow, it took you down. Like you're so insecure. You're so clearly like insecure and rude. Mm -hmm. So I think someone who like lifts up other people and is just like confident and like radiates you know those people you hang out with, and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm prettier because I'm like standing with you and like talking to you. You just like are lifting me up and giving me like sunshine. Those, that's like what's beautiful to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say mine is on a similar note. Like I think it's so beautiful to just be to your core and like present to the world who you are at your core. I think that's what makes a lot of nature so beautiful. It's like that little bird is just hopping around, just being a little bird. And that's just like what it is and how it wants to be. And I think people that are acting ugly or doing ugly things are people that are just not acting in true alignment to their core because maybe they're scared to be that person. They don't like that you're doing something that they want to do and they feel like they can't do. And so I think a lot of things or actions or people that I would define as ugly or treating people in bad ways it's only because they're driven by some sort of fear insecurity and so if you're like living as who you want to be and presenting (laughs) as who you want to be then I think you will be then I think that's beautiful and it's the same like it's on the same thread as confidence
1: what do you love most about your body
0: I love most about my body its ability to do the things that I want to do. I try to always reframe my workouts like that. Like when I had to go on this shitty 2-hour run the other day with Sean, I was like, I'm just so grateful that I'm able to move my body and go for this run. I'm so grateful that I'm able to partake in the things I want to do because it's not the case for everyone and it might not always be the case for me. So trying to just love the fact that my body is Able.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, we talked about this last week. Mm -hmm. Like, same. I love that my body is like flexible and resilient because I feel like I, one, don't get injured a lot. And two, like, I can hang. Like, if I join any sort of class or like workout, like, I can like hang. I'm not like going to be great, but like, I can like make it work. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is always. Like, I, I like, I'm confident in, like, what my body can do. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the best way to take a rest or decompress?
0: Everyone, if you have listened to any episode, you will know. For me, it's my candlelit shower. And <laughs> this is something I stand by one million percent. I have my salt rock lamp in there now. Can a salt rock lamp on, light a candle or two, sit on the floor in the shower and just in silence, just the water. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's m- like mm, transcendental.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Your show- I did actually take a candlelit shower the other day and I was like, this is delightful. Mm-hmm. There's a full steam shower. I like, sat- I meditated. It was just beautiful. Incredible. Um, My theme of this episode is reading. I think mm. it- reading is always good to decompress because a lot of times if I'm not reading I'm going to pick up my phone. And so I like that I can read and not be on my phone. And I think being on TikTok or like scrolling like I know a lot of people say like it's okay if like you scroll to like rest and I'm like yes, it totally is like do whatever the fuck you want but like on a neuroscience level mm-hmm. no it's not. Like your brain is getting so many dopamine spikes and so much information, it's like it's computing constantly that it's like too hard on your brain. So I think, um, reading another one that's been really like, I think we talked about this in Rana's episode is going for walks. Mm -hmm. Like, especially after the end of the workday, when I think I'm so tired and I feel like I need to like lie down because I'm so tired. I've been forcing myself to go for walks instead. And I have found that it's not that I'm tired. It's my brain is tired, but my body is really restless. And so these walks have like brought me back into my body and like settled my brain down and just like, usually I'm really energized after them because I gave the one part of my body a break and a different part of my body, like moving. So I think that's a good thing to know when you need a rest, like what type of rest are you looking for? Mm -hmm. Because it's going to be different depending on the moment.
0: I know your answer actually inspired me to get back on my after work walks. I was doing that for a while. And also I was shaking my head when you were saying people who say it's okay to scroll as rest and like, Okay. Yes. I 100% scrolling on your phone is not restful to your brain. If it's something that you want to do, I don't think that there's any point in demonizing yourself for doing this or like feeling guilty about doing it, but it is truthfully not a a coping mechanism or a way to decompress. And it's just going to keep your brain on high alert and keep you in like a, I don't know, a high anxiety or like highly active frequency so energy start. so yeah like I don't I think yes we shouldn't be demonizing people for doing it or demonizing yourself for doing it but like it's something to keep in mind like sometimes if you're stressed out after a long day maybe you'll go for a glass of wine but keep a note keep in your mind that that's like truthfully not the best coping mechanism like there are yeah better opportunities and like maybe you reach for it on Monday but you're not going to keep reaching for that Tuesday Wednesday Thursday so just like being mindful mm-hmm. Favorite place to view
1: art? I mean, like, museum. <laughs> I, know. I know that feels like a trick question. I'm like, uh, also, yeah, I like museums. I feel like I don't, I'm going to like spin it and be deep mm-hmm. and say that like beauty, like I love like being in nature mm-hmm. and like, I think to your point, like watching a little bird hop around, like I would rather like go on a hike to a really beautiful scene than like sit in a museum and look at paintings.
0: Something I've been trying to do is uh, like one, just not be on my phone more. And that means that being in public, like waiting in line for your coffee or like waiting for the server or Mm. waiting for someone to come up to you, like just sitting and being observant and something now that I've started reading a lot, I've been really jealous of the way that writers can just make mundane things seem so beautiful and the way they romanticize certain things. And so I've been trying to just like be more observant and find art or beauty in, in little things that like at the coffee shop, like the way that the server or the way that the barista like took the person's order or smiled at them like I'm just trying to be more observant in that way similar to an author so I'm trying to view art everywhere all the time everywhere mm-hmm.
1: cute I like that you know. if
0: you had a tattoo where would it be
1: well I do have tattoos and I like all of them <laughs> so I have a moon on my wrist because I have it with my mom and sister I have a little bee on my arm because I've always wanted a bee. And then when my grandma passed away, we found this, like, family heirloom that was a custom gold pendant of a bee with ruby eyes that my grandpa made my grandma. So I was like, okay, that's a sign. I have to get this tattoo. Mm-hmm. And then I have a one on my rib cage that's, like, a little wave. And it says here and now, which is, like, just being present. Um, and, yeah, I love all my tattoos. So that's where they would go. What, what about-,
0: about you? I got a tattoo and I hated it and I'm getting it removed. I don't even want to detail it because it's one of my biggest insecurities. <laughs> it's halfway off my body now. So I Yay. think because of that experience and like hating it for what it's been like five years now that I've had it, I, if I ever got another tattoo, I don't know. I would probably get a very small one in somewhere that I don't have to see every day or that's easy to hide just because I didn't, I don't. I don't know. I didn't like the way that it felt. What is the best
1: gift you've ever received?
0: It's hard to even, now I'm like blanking on every gift I've ever gotten in my whole life. I'm like, I don't know what's a good gift.
1: This isn't really a gift, but it was really sweet and thoughtful. Natalie just sent me like her, like asked me to be her maid of honor box. Mm -hmm. And it was so, so cute. She basically, like, first of all, on the front of the box was a timeline of our friendship and it had, like, key moments of our friendship from, like, 2005 when we first met. And then you open up the box and it had a Montauk crew neck because the wedding's in Montauk and it had these really yummy like, yummy Swedish fish that are, like, very legit. All of it was, like, in Swedish. Um, and then she had a puzzle and she So the way that Natalie and I met is like through a science fair. So she was like our next big project and and the science fair thing had to do with puzzle pieces. So then there was a puzzle because like, that's the theme of our friendship and I sorted out the puzzle and it was a collage of our faces with the words, will you be my maid of honor written on it? Like all over so that I couldn't figure out it before I did the puzzle. Um, And it was just like, so sweet and so specific to her and I like, I mean that's sweet in general but the fact that like we became friends over science project about puzzle pieces and then like she had this puzzle and it was very like I had pictures of us from over the years it was just really one of the like most well thought out gifts I've ever received so I think that's that's a good one
0: yeah that's good and it makes me want to be better about gift giving and like only getting very thoughtful things and not just like That's something I want to stop doing, like just buying someone something because it's their birthday or it's Christmas or whatever. But like, maybe I, maybe I'll like see something that reminds me of someone specifically and buy it for them and give it to them for no reason at all. But I'd rather just give thoughtful gifts than give gifts just because it's the time, you know? And I always try to do like little thoughtful things, but like, I don't go through that much thought. And I kind of would like to change that about myself.
1: Okay. What's your favorite board game?
0: I love board games. I like, there's so many different ones for different reasons. I really like strategy games specifically. So I think Katana is really fun, but even like more in-depth ones, like I've only played Risk a couple of times that I like Risk. My family has this, like the real version of life where you can like pick to like do drugs or have sex and like all, you can pick to like be a prostitute. Like you can just like totally pick your life path and, <laughs> oh my God. and like it gives you the option, like try heroin. And if you roll, then you have to like roll dice. If you roll like a 10 on heroin, then you get plus 12 happy points. But if you roll a one, you get like minus happy points and you become addicted forever. And so it's like, (laughs) it's just like fun and silly. And we played and Sean like died having sex. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, it's really fun. So, um, it's not really a strategy game, but
1: it's silly. That's cute mm-hmm. and fun. Um, Kai and I play... Uh, I always forget what it's called. His family plays this game called Estimate that you can only really play in big groups, but it's really fun. It's like a card game. And um, we like don't play it that often because we don't hang out with big groups. And it's super hard to teach people they have to play like a few rounds before it makes sense at all and so when you teach people it's like kind of boring for multiple rounds so you have to like get people into it but it's really fun it's called estimate i think the actual name for it is like oh shit or something but he's been playing with his family since they were so little that they like didn't swear so they just called the estimate um but yeah i'll say that's my favorite Ty and i are big into like card games Mm -hmm. me too i have poker pilates or yoga
0: yoga it's like a spirituality aspect
1: i know i want to say that too but like i do fucking love my pilates right now so i'm gonna go with pilates
0: mm-hmm.
1: coffee or tea
0: coffee even though it gives me anxiety but i love it <laughs>
1: but what doesn't give you anxiety true <laughs> um i like love coffee i think i'm addicted to it now but like i also love myself some tea like at night mm-hmm. tea's great okay dark chocolate or milk chocolate milk chocolate, milk chocolate. i hate dark chocolate what i love dark chocolate i don't like though. it fan and i
0: used to try to be like oh it's healthier uh uh-huh. no I'm i don't think it's
1: that it. much healthier but i do like dark chocolate better
0: you are stuck on an island and you can only pick one food to eat forever without getting tired of it what would you eat
1: uh sushi what about you
0: I would say eggs i fucking love eggs
1: <laughs> that's crazy i go through i definitely go through phases of eggs like if i had to eat eggs forever which means like you would do great if you just had like two chickens on an island. yeah I, I would
0: do. live <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like you would do a wonderful job uh dessert you don't like i don't know like i can
0: you can make anything good I don't fuck with citrus desserts. I don't like lemon dessert or orange dessert. I think it's really gross. And quite frankly, I don't like many fruit desserts at all. I think if you're going to have a dessert, let's do it. (laughs) Let's have the chocolate and the peanut butter. Like, I'm fine with the raspberries or strawberries being a touch, but I'm not someone who's like, oh, raspberry and whipped cream? Yum. Like, I'd rather not. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather do something
1: else. I love fruit desserts so much. Um, okay, fine. I've thought of one. I don't like frozen yogurt.
0: Like a yogurt land? Like get whatever no, you want
1: on it? Especially those ones. Oh. The only ones that I kind of like are like the, um, which is funny because you're me like you, those are my least favorite, is like, what's it called? Like red pomegranate or whatever that, what's that Pink song? berry is my least favorite, but yes. <laughs> because it comes with just plain Tart. yogurt and like the- it's tart and it has the fruit. Like Mm -hmm. that's the only way I like it. I don't like like an Oreo frozen yogurt, like just get fucking Oreo Ben and Jerry's. It's going to be way better. Mm -hmm. Um, a skill you're working on mastering.
0: Um, I'm working on mastering, not letting little things bother me and like not getting irrationally hmm. angry, especially with things I can't control. Like, you know, when someone honks at you when you're driving and you know you didn't do anything, like, I get so angry at that for
1: some reason. And I'm just really trying to work to, like, control. I'm trying to make Kai work on that. Um, mine is being present. That's a good I'm one. I'm never present. so <laughs> I'm never here. <laughs> it's not It's not
0: going well. But <laughs> Well, I think that's a good – I think anyone with anxiety, that's a good one because you can't be – like, anxiety lives in the future so mm-hmm.
1: unless something like mine lives in the past though
0: okay well anxiety doesn't anxiety lives in the past or the future it doesn't really live it in doesn't the live now unless yeah. something like a, a amazingly awfully bad is happening to you it's mostly but it's also like you're not anxious when bad things are happening you're just like in fight no, or flight if, it's, if
1: it. it's actually in the moment you're not anxious it's it's when you're in a scary situation yeah. and there's like impending doom what could happen
0: yeah. So I would say that's something I'm working on too, because you can't be anxious. You can't, if you're present, you're probably not going to be anxious.
1: What's the best thing to
0: happen to you today?
1: Today? Hmm. I don't know. This conversation. Today's been kind of a lazy day. Oh, I mm-hmm. slept until nine. That was nice. Cause normally I can't do that and my body needed sleep. So mm-hmm. that was good. What about you?
0: Um, I went to my first open play pickleball with Sean and that was really fun because we've gone a couple of times, but like, we'll just get a court and like play by ourselves. So today it was like graduating and getting to play with other people. And I think it's a fun way to get, grow more roots in the community and like establish connections with people of all different age ranges. Cause like we've, we've talked about this before, like humans are meant to like have people in your circle of all ages and like types and backgrounds and that's something that I've kind of veered away from and and I want to like get back to it. So having like, you know, playing against someone, like I got my ass kicked by like an 80 year old grandma today and cute. You. you know, and it was nice chatting with her. Like she was so fun. So um, that was the best thing to happen to me today. I like it.
1: Um, When's the worst thing that happened to you today? Oh
0: my God. I So this morning, <laughs> this morning, me and. Um, my old roommate, Sophie, we're doing a half marathon, not this morning, but we're doing one. So we, I met up with her at like seven 30 so that we could drive the track of the course just to see what it's like. Cause it's next Sunday. And, um, since we went at seven 30, cause we're trying to be morning girlies, even though neither of us worked today. And I was like, Oh, you want me to get a Starbucks before? And she was like, yeah, sure. And so I, go, I put in her address and then I'm like, Oh, I want to add a stop for Starbucks and like find the closest Starbucks on the way. So I do. And I'm driving, driving. And then I'm like four minutes from her house. And I realized that it added the Starbucks after picking her up, but like the Starbucks was the other mm-hmm. direction. So I was like, Nope, I'm going to turn around and get the Starbucks first. So then I go to the Starbucks. I put in the wrong Starbucks so then I have another detour. I have like a 30-minute detour to get this fucking Starbucks. Oh and I was just so annoyed and angry. I was driving. And it was all my fault. I had no one to be angry at. Like it was a literally a user error. Um, so that was the worst. See, it didn't even happen to me. These were things that I made happen to me. So I mad. <laughs> I was that was the worst thing that happened to me today.
1: I got taco time today and I was really excited about mm. my taco time. I love a good taco time, and it was like really poorly made and Ugh. so i was like dang this is like the worst taco time i've ever had it wasn't like bad it just was like like it was a burrito and it like wasn't wrapped well and it like wasn't stuffed well and so like most of what i ate was tortilla and it was mm. just like this is not good um so that was probably the worst thing that happened today uh hugs or kisses
0: um i feel like- <laughs> it
1: depends from who <laughs>
0: yes i don't want to kiss everyone um but i don't know i kind of feel like hugs are more intimate and comforting like if you're Agreed. sad or anxious or whatever I kind of just feel like hugs are more comforting to me so hugs
1: I agree I feel like kisses are like me nothing <laughs> like, well yeah like especially like, like a pet it's like it's not doing like anything. I used, like kiss all me. of our friends out at bars like it's not intimate in any way Mm-mm. kisses no. aren't it's like, okay. like And it's
0: also like when it doesn't mean anything, if you're like having, if you're having a bad day and like you're crying or something, you want to be like held and like nurtured. You don't want to be kissed. Yeah. And even you don't need like a- on the other end, of the, if you're like celebrating something exciting, what's the first thing people do is like hug each other. Like mm-hmm. you hug and then maybe you'll kiss if it's like someone you want to kiss. But, um, yeah, I just like hugs are superior. I don't know what this we've been pushed kissing propaganda, but hugs are better. <laughs>
1: saying <laughs> propaganda How do you know that you're in love? Mm. Um, I feel like my answer to this has evolved a lot Over time because I Used to think that I was in love with a lot of people And things and like Now that I think that I really like Have true love with Kai I It's not at all what I thought it was mm-hmm. So I think you like Know you're in love when like It's just it's kind of like easy and boring (laughs) like it's just like you're like just comfortable and like it's stable and you're just like I want to be with this person more than anyone else and like when I'm not with him I want to be back hanging out with him and like it's just like so easy and I think I used to think love was like the guys that I was heartbroken over and like people that would like hurt me but I like wanted them. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I thought love was. And it's like, that was never love. Love. I also have a very strong, this, like a new thing that I came up with a few years ago was like, I feel like love has to be reciprocated. Like, I don't think you can be in love with someone that doesn't love you back. Mm -hmm. I think you have different feelings towards them, but love only works if it's reciprocated. Like it's, it takes two people, two people for love to happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I strongly agree that love has to be yours. Like you can be, you can have deep feelings for someone, but I don't think mm-hmm. you can be in love with someone if they're not feeling anything towards you or like feeling that back yeah. towards you. I would say from, I feel like, you know, you're, when you're falling in love, I think it's very overwhelming and obvious. Like it kind of just like hits you. And so I think if you're like asking like, am I in love? Am I not? Like, there will be a moment or a, a time where you just know and it's like overwhelming. And then it, for me, it was, it got to a point where it was hard not to say it because I just knew it. And so if you're like dating mm-hmm. someone and maybe you have never been in love, you'll know when it happens. And I know I, I'm against saying like, when you know, you know, but you will know when you're in love, <laughs> it will get to that point. And, and yeah, I like your answer about how do you know that you're in like true or deep love? I would say, yeah, it's, it's easy. Like, the first, the hardest times of mine and Sean's relationship, like the first two years when we were just like young and figuring it out and stupid. Like they, it felt like each year I was like, "Wow, like we've made it to a year, like that's amazing, like wow." And now I'm just like, the years just keep coming. Like it doesn't even, I'm not even mm-hmm. like stressed about getting to the next point or like worried about it. it just feels like it's a no brainer. Like yeah, that's it's gonna keep happening. We're going to keep reaching more milestones together. And mm-hmm. it it just does feel really easy. Like, yeah, we have hard conversations, but um, 85, 90% of it is like really easy. And I don't think love should be so hard or scary or
1: confusing. Like you, you'll know. Or painful. It should not be painful. Not be painful. I, f- I think um, like one thing that I think about a lot is like every day, if you wake up and like continuously choose that person, I think that's really important to know. Like things are hard and there's a lot of things that come in like variables that happen. But like you said, it's like the question of like, is this, do we stay together? Or like, Mm
0: -hmm. it's like
1: that, that just goes away. And you're like, no, this is like my person. Like today it's like me and Kai versus this issue. And like, it's, I think it's hard to stay in that mindset always. And like, it's not always perfect, but I think if you're constantly thinking like, do I want I don't know, go through our relationship anxiety episode also. because We also talk about this a lot. (laughs) But I think like love is like waking up and just choosing like, I want to be with this person today. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make that work. And same with your friends, like same fucking thing. It's like, I want this person in my life. And I'm going to like do what I can to keep that person in my life.
0: And that's what I think such like such a beautiful thing about love and long-term relationships, friendships and romantic relationships is like that person more so in romantic relationships, like knows Probably like the ugliest or worst sides of you, because for me anyway, I definitely take more things out on Sean. I, I'm like harder on him than I am most people. I'm more like emotionally volatile with him than I am with most friendships. And like he sees those things and like still chooses, like still chooses mm-hmm. that he wants to come to the table. So, so, yeah, I think choosing every day and like choosing in despite all of the negatives like choosing because the positives are 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 that good um what's a song you can listen to on repeat
1: oh my god so many probably like any disney song Mm. lots of musical songs because those are just like fun um right now i honestly i'm like such a music person and like i don't really get sick of songs that i can listen to songs forever but I really love like something in the orange and like sad girl songs. I like all of Adele's music. Mm-hmm. I like to pretend like I'm going through a breakup and sad. Me too. driving in my car.
0: <laughs> Does this have something to do with our loneliness? Because I was talking to my therapist about that. I was like, I think I love sad songs specifically because I'm just like feeling that emotion and letting it out. And then I can like compartmentalize it away like sad is for the songs in the car and then we put it away Mm. and then we take it back out every time we're in the car and we want to sing whatever musical or whatever Adele or Taylor Swift song
1: yeah I like that I think also like we've talked about home emotions like sad is my home emotion for sure Mm. and like especially like in my relationships I had like very tumultuous relationships that I thought I was in love and I was not in love because it was painful and awful and I think because of that, there's, like, some weird level of comfort going back to your home emotion. Mm-hmm. So I, like, don't feel that in my everyday life because I have a very easy relationship now. And so mm-hmm. I like to, like, cosplay <laughs> sad because there's, like, some weird comfort in, like, going back to my home emotion. Mm-hmm. Which isn't good. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but that yeah. is Yeah.
0: I'm also the same vibe. Like, I listen to songs on repeat forever. And that's why I have anxiety, like, when I'm in the car and people with other people because I'm like I listen mm-hmm. to the same album for months like not even I'm not exaggerating I will listen to the same fucking songs for months and so then I feel like yeah. that other person of is not gonna listen to these same 10 songs but like I don't no. care <laughs> yeah
1: that's why you and I do well in cars together uh-huh because like we'll we're... listen
0: to this one Hamilton song <laughs> for 20 hours
1: <laughs> we'll like leave it on repeat and not even notice um if you could switch lives with someone for a day, who would it be? I feel like I would like love to switch with Kim Kardashian because it it's just like that
0: was literally what I was thinking. Crazy. Like that's what Don't I was going to say. Like,
1: can you imagine? It'd be insane. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I cut you off. No,
0: but that's that was also my answer, and I was like, "Is that a good enough answer?" I'm like, "Well, that's the truth."
1: Like, I I was like, she just has the most like far-fetched absurd life that I Mm -hmm. can't even comprehend like how her life functions and like how her day looks that'd be really interesting also because
0: one like just the level of wealth obviously the level of fame and then also she has so many businesses she's like finished with law school question mark I don't know she's like doing so many things at once I don't even know how she fits that in her day so I would just yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm such like, I'm a fighter for Kim K. I'm like, she is an amazing business woman and people that try to like knock her down. Like n- there's a lot of people who have sex tapes out there and none of them are, none of them became Kim Kardashian. So like, and her whole family, they're like, almost all of them are billionaires now. Like that doesn't happen just because you release a sex tape and you're like, you were friends with Paris Hilton. Like you need to do a lot to capitalize off of that
1: and to stay to relevant what they've become to stay relevant it's actually insane yeah like there's like no one as big as them it's crazy yeah so yes i'm on the kim kardashian
0: answer as well what are you most excited about at this time
1: in your life getting moves back I miss him so much. That's like a small one. My other big one is like moving to Hawaii with Kai. Mm-hmm. But my small one that's happening next month is I get to go pick up Moose. And I'm so excited. I know. That is really, really exciting. I want to come visit
0: and see him soon. I know. Um, I am most excited about in this time in my life um, starting my yoga teacher training. It starts in a month. And I am very excited Yay. to do that. And I'm also excited about going to Hawaii and seeing everyone in like two or three weeks. So that's a good one. Yeah. Um, those are my immediate future excitements.
1: What's your affirmation for today?
0: Um, I write in my, in my journal every day the same affirmations. <laughs> Here. I'll just read it. <laughs> I write. Oh, wait. I changed it, actually. Okay. I write. I am loving. I am energetic. I am safe. I am so lucky. And I write on that same note, like maybe I change some of the words, but it's always something I always say I'm safe and I'm lucky and like something, a couple other
1: ones. I like that. Um, I have the I am app, which I love is like all affirmations. Let's see what mine literally says today. Today it says I am worthy of great things in my life. But one that I say a lot to myself is that I am in the exact right place and right time for everything that I want to happen because I think it's a good reminder that like, yes, I have these really big dreams and I have all these things that I want to do, but like, I couldn't, I'm going to make those things happen just being right here right now. Mm-hmm. I don't need to like rush ahead or be somewhere else or do something else. Um. So when I'm starting to feel that like a waiting room feeling, I tell myself that a lot.
0: Yeah. I think that's really helpful. I, I, that's something that I talk about with my therapist a lot, too, because I'm like, I feel like I'm behind or I feel like I should be ahead. And she's like, behind compared to who and what? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what this timeline that you have for yourself is. And. Um,
1: so, yeah, I like that one. That's helpful for me. I'm going to keep that uh, in my brain. <laughs> I know it's a good it's a good reminder. That's like my like stay present reminder. Uh, well, thank you all. And remember to rate and review us because it is truly the best thing you can do for this podcast if you're a fan like literally the best thing you can do is write us a review um and follow us on instagram and enter our giveaway we're announcing it sometime in march it's a skinny confidential ice roller and a daily stoic journal um and we'll see you next week Woohoo! bye